Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. On Yahoo Sports Radio. I want winners. Just a reminder that we're brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and who doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Our first guest is one of my favorite interviews anywhere in pro football. Steve Young, not only is a Hall of Fame quarterback, he's a Hall of Fame individual. It's something I learned firsthand in six years of covering the San Francisco 49ers, as you know. He was a six-time All-Pro, three-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, and a six-time winner of league passing titles. What you may not know, however, is that he's one of the sharpest, most accommodating, and most intriguing guys to pass through the NFL. And someone who on his off day, which was a Tuesday, offered to jumpstart my dead battery in the parking lot outside 49ers headquarters in Santa Clara. Steve? Always a pleasure to talk hey, with you. Hey, Clark, is that, did my mom write that? My God, <laughs> and that, and that's I, a true I, story, by the way. That was right, my first right. year of covering the beat, I and I remember you came out and said, hey. I, I, I always had an affinity with uh, you, know, you guys. I just, I don't know, just some connection I had. Maybe it was because we both were, uh, you know, outcasts in the, in the building for a little while. I knew how that, felt. <laughs> that might have been it. Hey, uh, Steve, first things first. Um, we've been talking about the Hall of Fame class for 2016 on this show. And of course, Eddie DeBartolo, the former owner of the 49ers, is the contributor candidate. When we saw right. you and all three of us saw you in Canton last summer, you argued strongly for his inclusion. Mm-hmm. Could you tell our listeners why you think he belongs? There's a simple fundamental. Um, and I mean, our friend Ira Miller always said, could you, could you write this history of the NFL without him? I'd say that's obviously you couldn't. But there's something more fundamental to Eddie's uh, Hall of Fame. Is, you, can, you guys have to decide what that really means and why. But for, for, for me, having uh, an ability to change the game or, or the nature of the game or, the, or you know, the league itself, Eddie changed the relationship forever between owner and player. And people probably think that might be a reason not to have him in because they might be jealous and they might not like that. But the truth is the league, a lot of the league's success today is built out of the partnership that has been forged through a lot of tears in dealing with the CBA between management owners and players. For years, that relationship was strained or broken and really never, it was never brought together in a true partnership. I think as much of a partner as players and owners are today, Eddie was the one that broached that subject and built it. And the successful owners today, the ones that have taken that, that mantle and developed a unique relationship with their players and had players say to you here publicly, I play for uh, the Mara family. I play for the Roonies. I play for Robert Kraft. Those guys, they draw on that because they've, drawn on that relationship that they have with the owners. And I think Eddie changed that dynamic and made it forever better and built that, that partnership between players and owners. And for that reason, you cannot exclude them. Now, you can have a lot of other discussions around Eddie, and we could talk about it for another hour, half an hour, but that fundamental fact, and, and, and those that don't want him in, some of your fellow voters, I would challenge them to say, is that not true? Is that not, a, a, you know, change the game and change the nature of the partnership that we all now get to enjoy the partnership between players and owners. And I think because of that, Eddie DeBartolo deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Steve, if you were a voter, 
would the salary cap violation be a concern? Of course it would. Anything that happens, it's in its, it's in its entirety. You have to take the whole thing in its entirety. And so you have to, you know, and the guys that are playing today that had issues, they're having to deal with it. Terrell Owens is dealing with some of that uh, off the field or his personality. And it's all kind of wrapped up in there. You can't help it. It's in the nature of it. But I, 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 for me, it's very clear that there is a, a competitive excellence. And so you'd have to, you have to put, that in, put it in, into the calculus. But I think even over the top of all that is this kind of game-changing effect he had on the game. And one of the things that that, that we look at, uh, Steve, with a lot of uh, these kinds of guys, the sort of non-players, is you know the various things they did for the league. You know, the guys yeah, they negotiated great television contracts or or this that and the next thing. And and with Eddie, it just seems to be at least for, from the research I've done, just a little. And you've been at Lightning, by the way, just a little more difficult to actually sort through it and find what did he like. He did a ton of things for his team, obviously, but I. I may be in the minority, but I tend to downgrade that because you should do stuff for your team. You own the team. Right, um, right. You know, did he do enough for the league, in your mind, beyond this, the, the issue of player relationship to but get that's it, really, to get but that's, in there? But, that, but, but I mean, when you talk about contributor, you're talking about somebody who changed that dynamic. It was, trust me, I was playing in the, era, in the mid-'80s, and I know the number of guys that were talking about their relationships, and it was, there was, a bro, it was a broken relationship. We struck in 1987. Mm-hmm. And I was a part of it. Part of it was that, that broken relationship between management or owners and players. It was or not broken. It was never really forged. And I think that I, I just would go back to it. And I, I, I should probably, I mean, you know, we can, we can talk about that part of another ha- uh, half an hour, but really did it matter? Was it substantive? Did it affect change in the NFL forever? And I would argue, yes. And you could, people could argue it different ways. But what other, what, other than excellence and long-term excellence over 20 years, I mean, we, 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 we had a run of ownership as coaches and players, unprecedented, maybe now being uh, uh, challenged by the Patriots if another five or ten years, or five years, uh, and, and other teams, maybe you can say uh, the Packers or the, or the, I mean, I can't really say the Cowboys because it was broken in, in two halves, but consistency of, of, of excellence. So, that, I mean, that's... That's what you go to the Hall of Fame for. I mean, that's why you do it. So I don't know what else a contributor. I mean, there might be things that you guys are thinking about. Maybe I don't understand, but uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lack of weight there. I guess in my mind. So, so just as a follow-up, is it fair to say that uh, those times that you're talking? I remember the famous quotation during one of the big labor battles was Tex Schramm at the negotiating table yelling at Gene Upshaw, "You don't get it. You're the cattle, and we're the ranchers." Uh, oh, are you, I love are you, that. I love yeah, that you bring that up. Yeah. Because we always felt like chattel. We always did. And, we, and, and Eddie changed that. You weren't just a piece of meat. You weren't just, I love that you brought that up. I mean, I can't believe Tex said that. But, I mean, it was like, that was the way. I, in fact, I was going to bring it up because Hugh Colberhouse once mentioned something to that in public. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't say that. But you said You actually said it. You know, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I think that that reflects why the league didn't expand. I mean, I think the expansion and success on how well and how, how healthy the league is today is because that partnership has been forged. And because that partnership, it can withstand, you've seen it, all kinds of struggles because that partnership's not going to be broken ever again. We're with Hall of Fame quarterback and ESPN analyst Steve Young on the Talk of Fame Network. And Steve, you live in the Bay Area. <laughs> I always feel funny about that. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I can mention it. But uh, you live in the Bay Area. You, you live in the same town I used to live in. How much is Eddie Miss there? Oh, there's no, I mean, 
There's no question. I mean, Eddie, I mean, how, if you're only, if you come in and take a team that's never been a winner, make it a winner for 20 years and then go away. How do you think people are like, and then when you go away, it's not much of a winner. It's, I mean, I mean, Eddie, I mean, honestly, Eddie could walk down any street in San Francisco and they, I mean, he, he's, uh, you know, chance would, would start out immediately. And I think that's what's standing all of the things that people want to talk about is the negatives and all the things that happen. I mean, that's, people are not, people aren't foolish. They don't, they're not just blinded, but they look at kind of the, the entirety of it all and just see the, 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 the capacity he had for developing a relationship and, and family, a sense of family, a sense of team, a sense of people kind of, you know, that's what they feel of the, 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 of the fans feel. In fact, the, the, the new owners, uh, the York family, really does play off of, maybe inadvertently, off of that uh, success they had back in the uh, 80s and 90s. Hey, Steve, I want to take it in a different direction here. If, if you had spent your career in Tampa, would we be talking to you today? Who knows? I mean, my <laughs> gosh, there's no question. Um, there's no question this is the ultimate team game. Any great football player who says they did it alone is foolish. There are extraordinary football players, but as Joe Thomas is finding out in Cleveland, you can struggle and never really get you – you're always a Sherpa. You're never actually – you never get to put the flag on top, you know. And, and then there's a number of – I go back and a number of guys that I see at the Pro Bowl who, because they weren't playing for a very good team, they maybe made the Pro Bowl. Maybe made, but you don't, you don't get a chance to kind of expand, like, you know, break out and, and, and have a platform. You have to have a platform in football. To be great, you, it's not golf or tennis. It's not you don't go forge it yourself. There's many times I wished I was a golf or tennis player. Trust me, <laughs> but but because it's football, it's in it's a nature. It's it's kind of like the same argument. Is Jerry is Jerry, was Jerry made by Joe and I, or Joe and I made by Jerry, or was Bill Walsh? Is it, was it a system or was it the player? I mean, is, I, I, we know that there's a little of both, but we also recognize that if you don't have the system, if you don't have the coach, if you don't have the protection, you can't, you can't be great. So Tampa was as dysfunctional of, a, uh, of, of an organization as I can or ever remember being with or seeing or kind of being around. It was rough. So that's my answer for you. <laughs> well, uh, going in that direction, speaking of dysfunctional, I want to ask you about a guy that Clark and I argue about all the time. That I just think there's a strong Hall of Fame case for Terrell Owens. Clark begins to beat his head repeatedly against the wall, which is one of the reasons I bring it up. I know, uh, I know. You threw to and him. I'm a pure. I mean, I, I understand that. I understand that. I well, first of all, my experience is completely different. He called me sir. You know, yes sir, <laughs> no sir. I'm like, Terrell, come on, man, quit calling me sir. Uh, he he was the hardest. I mean, he challenged Jerry's work ethic. Nobody else did that, and that's that's uh, you know that's history making. He was physically. I can't think, and you guys would probably think of five guys immediately, but I can't think of a guy before Terrell that was as physically dominant, as physical, used up the space, and has that physicality and the, and the pure muscle mass and the speed to go out and play the position at 240 pounds. I mean, you know, and still have all of the aspects that receivers have to have. Now, I know a lot of since then, Des Bryant you know, uh, Calvin Johnson, you know, there's a lot, this become the norm. Tell me if I'm wrong, but didn't Terrell, wasn't he the first really tight end looking guy that was playing receiver? Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, it just no, seemed like I there think, was a whole, I think he was. and so to me, so, so the same argument I kind of make for Eddie, I make for Terrell in many ways, 
Terrell changed the position. It was a, it was a fleet-footed, smaller route running, and now Terrell's a great route runner. The problem that Clark has is that just it was it was such a frustrating personality and such a uh, you know and in many ways damaging to his team and not not uh, you know all those aspects. But he still changed the game. Well, speaking of great, Steve, this has been a great experience for us. Unfortunately, we're out of luck, but. Good luck with the Eddie campaign, and I guess the Terrell Owens campaign. Well, and we hope, campaign. we hope I'm to see campaign. you in San Francisco. I know, I know. I just, I, you you I want just, to see I him in, and there are a lot there. of people want to see him. I understand it. Yeah. I know, but uh, I listen, I, I, we, I just I, I believe what I believe, so I appreciate you guys giving me a chance to air it out. Okay, Steve. Okay, thanks, thanks, Steve. That was Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young. Next up, the best of Wild Card Weekend. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. 